Hey everyone, welcome to Waiting to be Signed, the show where we discuss the week's events in generative art. My name is Trinity and I'm joined by Will. And before we get started, a quick disclaimer. We are here to talk about art, not just the aesthetics, but the money surrounding it, as the market is a key part of art on the blockchain, usually, but not right now. That said, nothing we say here should be taken as financial advice. It is for fun and conversation. You can follow us on Twitter at Waiting to Sign to keep up with our thoughts throughout the week, or for those who prefer visual language, on Instagram at Waiting to Be Signed. If you are feeling generous, we are always accepting donations, including tokens, at our Tez wallet address, wtbs.tez, or our ETH address, wtbs.eth. That said, the best way you can support us is by joining our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash waiting to be signed. It's a great web two way to share your earnings with us. That's an awkward thing to say, uh, but this podcast is a lot of work, a lot of editing. Thank you, Will. <laughs> and, you know, we want to be able to keep putting it out and keep things going. You had a much quippier line two episodes ago, the last time you did the intro. I forget well, we what should it have was. written it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll go back and find it so we can write it down. We'll put it in the template. All right. How was your week, Trinity? Anything fun to report? I got to see you for dinner That's on Monday. True. That's true. That, that was, was nice. fun and interesting. That was cool. Did you stick around much longer after I left? Yeah, we, we hung out for a little bit longer and then I just biked on home. It was fun. I hung my Tom Cruise Polaroid in the mirror in my bedroom. <laughs> so a great thing to wake up to. Yeah, I was grateful for that gift uh, because it's really cool. From So Tom, we, we saw Thomas Noya too, a collaborator and friend at dinner along with some other folks and uh, he gave everyone a Polaroid of an AI project he's working on. And so I put mine up on the fridge and I was scrambling for a magnet. I was like, what's this piece of paper that's been up here for a while? I looked at it and it was uh, something I got from like June of last year to renew the registration on my car that I had never done and put up on the fridge. And so it was a great reminder for me that I had to do that. And I got that taken a care year of. A year too week. late. <laughs> I went to the DMV and I did it really quick. It took 10 minutes. They didn't tell me anything like, hey, you should have done this. They just said, pay the money and get the new registration. So I'm all good. Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Helping me get my administrative tasks done. Speaking of administrative tasks, uh, our WTBS.tez was up for expiration this month. For some reason, I thought I had renewed it for 10 years, but maybe that was my personal Tez domain. Mm. But, you know, obviously, if we hadn't renewed that, then it would just go to auction. And imagine if, like, the title and the registration of your car just went to auction every time you forgot to renew it because it's on the <laughs> blockchain. <laughs> yeah. So, how many years did you get for us? Uh, just one more year. That's all we had just in the wallet. Year. It's 25 a year, which. Yeah, because we're we're a four letter domain and those are more expensive. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. My first name is a lot rarer and it's much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Luckily it didn't cost us anything to get WTBS on Farcaster where our following continues to grow and I invite everyone to keep joining there and checking it out. Have you you I have haven't not. probably joined. Yeah. I have not joined. You should check it out. The vibe is definitely different from Twitter. I love that we tweet there, we cast as they call it. And you actually get way more engagement, 24 likes across the tweet for the Jan interview that dropped today versus on Twitter where we have 10x the followers. We got, let's see, 10 likes, but five retweets. So not bad. But still, it's like you would think that the proportion of engagement would be a lot higher on the platform. You have more people, but. Twitter buries that stuff or people are complacent. I don't know. So Farcast are very cool. I'm liking it. It's pretty crazy. The hoops to jump through on Twitter these days. The min-maxing. It's too much to keep on top of, oh. of like how to get your tweets seen. And yeah. there's none of that gameplay, at least now, on Farcaster that I'm aware of. Yeah. It's just also crazy. I spun up a new Twitter account this week and there's the test to prove that you're not a robot and i failed it three times <laughs> was it a captcha it was not a captcha it was a weird thing where it gave you a top-down view of a layout of a room so there's a rug you know sometimes there's a chair sometimes there's a desk sometimes there's like a stroller just a bunch of random crap 
And then it has like a profile view of the room and you have to pick which profile out of like a set of five matches the top down view and you have to do it 15 times. Oh my God. <laughs> and you have to get all 15 right. I'm wondering what they're training with that because that know. is so specific. I failed the first three times and <laughs> then I switched to the video, like the uh, audio version because it took like, you know, five minutes to go through each time. And I was like, I yeah. literally don't have time for this shit. That's way too punishing. So that's the Twitter <laughs> complaints, complainosphere of the yeah. week. <laughs> Perfect. I, I feel like if the, if our forecaster following gets big enough, I'll start to put more and more attention there and move away from Twitter because it is so discouraging to write like these long tweet threads and get like two retweets and a couple likes and I don't know the engagement is is not there unless you're an, an enormous account and unfortunately we're just not that big and yeah. we're batting way above our weight class on Farcaster right now so we'll be the famous people on Farcaster let's Maybe. do it we're, we're still in the first uh, 100,000 people there so it's still very small which is cool uh, we already mentioned that the Jan interview came out today. Jan Robert Nietzsche. That's a great, great episode. It ended up being over an hour, even with editing. So wow. just tons of wisdom, tons of history. Jan had so much great insight. We talked about AI. We talked about blockchains and markets. And we talked about how the web has changed in the 20 plus years that he's been making art on it and about it. Just, I think it's a classic one. And I encourage everyone to go check it out. He's <laughs> it was, a classic artist. That's yeah. not to say he's old. He's just classic. He is classic. <laughs> so yeah, please please give that one a listen. And also look forward to next week where our Chetogoli interview is going to be coming out in advance of his first solo release called Monument that is an updated take on his classic archetype algorithm but made into three dimensions which is kind of coincidental because that project's actually almost three years old which is crazy to think about a generative art project being three years old that's an nft so look forward to that and then i know trinity you have to be excited for next week next yes week. we are uh recording an interview and we're not jinxing this interview usually you don't want to talk about them before we record just in case but knock on wood that hasn't happened yet so i think we can officially announced that we're going to be recording with Yasik mm-hmm. Markusowitz, I think. Close. Close. I've heard the pronunciation because Kahlo had him on recently. So he puts a little more Polish on it, but basically, yeah, Markusowitz. Okay, I'm putting a little bit more Hungarian on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, Yasik, we'll be recording with him next week ahead of his verse drop, Barbarians, which actually opened this week in galleries in London or gallery in London. And yeah. seeing those pictures come through was just astounding it really reminded me back of when cosmic race came out last Mm. year and just seeing the giant hyper detailed things hanging on the wall and it just looks so astounding and i feel like i can't not have that you know what i mean yeah totally i I remember that moment with the cosmic race i feel like that was one of the first drops where we started to pay attention to verse and saw that they were doing these exhibitions you know the, the live space thing and just yeah they had some of those printed so big and we're used just to seeing detail. things so and yeah and, and so in detail good. but we're used to seeing them so small on the screen and, and likewise for this one the generator is not up yet but just it looks to be the culmination of a lot of what yasek has been doing for the last couple of years the generative art thematically mm-hmm. plus execution it's going to be a really good episode i'm excited to talk to him a lot about it and we got to get the questions ready. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be easy because this is a guy that we've been following for like, you know, two years on FX hash. So I feel like we could wing it and do okay. I think he has two of my three favorite pieces on FX hash ever of all time. Well, two of my top five, I'm pretty sure. Definitely the unbuilt and reborn section is going to go to you to fill out some cool questions with your educational background there. And we can both do hollow. You know, we'll both take a crack at hollow questions, but. I really do want to talk about Barbarians. It looks mm-hmm. phenomenal. It's kind of like a hollow meets Contera of sorts, but a lot more going on. I hadn't paid that much attention to Cantera actually when it came out because it was like a Bright Moments thing, but it mm-hmm. was on the Artbox contract. It was something, not really sure where it dropped. And I was looking through it just today, starting to get some notes together. And it, it doesn't hit the same way <laughs> as this. You know, I think... I think he was on to something here with that one, but I really am like just massively intrigued by Barbarians. 
I'm just so excited to see the generator. Yes. That's same. all I want to know. Like hashtag looking ahead. Also go buy your unbuilts now. I don't know. <laughs> it's just so rad. You know, we don't really have too, too much to talk about in terms of news or topics and trends this week. So let me just do our quick donation of the week. And then let's talk about some art because there was some cool stuff that came out and some stuff to shout out and a lot we're looking ahead to. So donations, thank you so much for C. Nieves who donated us a giant. Which is also a pretty cool project that came out on FX Hash. Speaking of art, it's mm -hmm. very much available for 0.7 Tez. And this is a nice animated piece that goes full screen, very much like a retro screensaver with like brightly colored oscillators panning back and forth. Overall enjoyable. And I think at 0.7 Tez, which is, I have no idea what the price of Tez is right now. You know, it's, it's a relative bargain. Yeah. And uh, they wrote us, so this is Carlos Nieves. He wrote us a really nice message on Twitter as well, saying that he likes the show and sent us this piece and is working on a lot more stuff for this year. So thank you, Carlos. And we'll be watching it for whatever else you release this year. The only thing I wanted to mention here was this cool thing that we we're all kind of doing. And even you've been doing it from your Twitter account. You've been taking the time to log in this tendered initiative about sharing art We've been doing it on the Waiting to be Signed account now for over a week. We actually started a few days before the tendered hashtag was a thing. I've been loving going back, exploring old projects, going across all the platforms and wallets and just coming up with just a few quick pieces. But how has your experience been with this? Are you loving going back and looking at your collection? Yeah, I think it's been really fun just kind of sorting my collection, like oldest to newest and just kind of scrolling through and... You know, sometimes you hit like the phase of like, oh, this was when FX hash beta ended because mm -hmm. that was when everybody just dropped a bunch of free stuff. And so I have like 30 of this thing, 10 of that thing over there. And it's just, you know, kind of a walk through history, so to speak. So even if I might not want to post like everything that I come across, it, you know, really just speaks to like my collecting history mm -hmm. and just when everything came out and, you know, how everything worked. So between that, uh, FX hash and looking, I guess, across verse as well in the more recent era, those are the two main places slash only places that I've collected. It's been a trip. I've been trying to keep track of what everyone is sharing and being like, okay, like I knew I wanted to do a Lisa Orth. Mm -hmm. I saw some other people sharing some of her other projects. And so I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to do her art blast project, even though I don't think either of us collected it because we weren't mm -hmm. still really doing too much ETH stuff at that time. I went and picked some really great outputs from that and shared that because, you know, always down to just share Lisa's work, right? And uh, it's been really fun. And I should also say, I guess to clarify, so this is like a, it's kind of like a little bit of a challenge that a lot of people in Tender are doing just to, over consecutive days, share artwork from different artists across, you know, doesn't always have to be from the same platform. It can be from wherever. Adam decided to do a little bit of a contest to give away some art for people who do it. But even so, I think a lot of us were leaning this way because it's came out of this discussion in the discord about you know even though we're in a bear market doesn't mean don't talk about art right like keep sharing stuff and a lot of artists have been appreciating it too you know <laughs> so it's kind of great to i think even when the market is down make a post and just be like hey i still like this and i still like you artists <laughs> right it's a really fun exercise to go through that and also see what everybody's posting and you know when we're sharing art we're sharing the visuals and sometimes people are sharing a story and so I think it's just creating more content about this world and ecosystem that we live in and love. And it isn't just, you know, code-based generative art. People are also posting things in AI art as well. And so it's really speaking to the breadth of the ecosystem because I know that, largely speaking, most people consider AI art, generative arts, generative AI. Uh, there was one tweet, and we don't need to talk about this for too long, but as people are going through and looking at old projects and there's does seem to be a dearth of talking about new projects and things that have come out in, I guess, more of this bear market time where they don't necessarily always mint out or they don't always get as much attention through like those big hype cycles of speculation and things going through the sales feed and, mm -hmm. you know, just becoming stories in and of their own right. And, you know, I think that's true. We really don't spend as much time talking about the things that are out now. We always kind of default back to the classics and like the good old, old days of Q4 2021, mm -hmm. I guess, for lack of a better word, a term. But 
What do you think of that? I get it. You know, I feel like we've done a really good job recently on the show highlighting mintable projects from artists that are, yeah, like, you know, they're not necessarily doing art box curated. They, you know, they're a lot of the projects we've been talking about and have even made like the show art this year have been like one, two, five Tez drops on FX hash. And, you know, in my mind, someone that's been conscious of like, yeah, like we could make the verse solo the art or we can make the art block curated piece the art. But sometimes it just feels like it's worth highlighting just really good stuff that we also like, right? So, you know, I guess for us it's a little different because we have a weekly show. And so we have this consistent platform where we are always kind of pushing ourselves to find things to talk about and check out what minted here or there and put them on our list. But I do know for a while there, like last year, we were just like, there's nothing to talk about this week. And we weren't digging as much. And I think we were just a little more down on stuff that didn't mint out in general, right? Yeah. And that really kind of helped us broaden our horizons away from FX hash for the most part. We still talk about FX hash, obviously, but there's a lot more to talk about as more platforms come up and as you know, we're getting new technologies, new chains, new popularization of other things, whether it's on Solana or Ordinals. I think there's a lot of other interesting directions that things are going in, even if like the quantity necessarily isn't there as much as it used to be. It's definitely not there. That's the other part of it, which is like, yeah, sometimes even on some of these weeks, like we struggle to find new things to talk about that we're really passionate about. And we're not just going to go pick three open projects in FX hash just for the sake of putting something here, because that would be a struggle to talk about it in a way that doesn't, that that feels authentic. I guess we reserve the right to, <laughs> to some weeks just be like, there's no art this week. Uh, but I think we're doing a good job in general. I hope so. I mean, I feel like that's a good transition to talking about some art. So yeah. do we, should we reverse the order and start with mintable shout outs <laughs> and save the big, big, bigger projects for the end? Or do you want to just do? Yeah, let's do the shout outs. Let's okay. reverse it. We flip in the script. All right. I wanted to shout out one that crashed your computer just before we started. So don't click on it. But <laughs> speaking of one Tez Mints, so this came out February 1st. So we missed it for last week's episode, but we're, we're doing it this week. Newer Wave by Bleaker.art. It's a 256 edition animated on-chain project on FX Hash. Bleaker.art is a name we've seen on the feed for a while. Their original project, New Wave, came out in January of last year. So they've been putting art on FX Hash for a minute. And we talked a lot about Hoopla, right, when that came out or even after because a lot of people were having fun with that Params project. But I wanted to highlight this one because it's relatively recent. I think the animation is really, really nice on it. I love the colors. It's on chain, which is a just a bonus. And it just seems way too good to be 0.99 Tez and way too good to be unminted. So shout out Bleaker.art. I minted four of these and I saw some other tenders jumped in and minted them as well uh, after I posted about it there. It looks really nice, but it crashes <laughs> my browser. So if you're on Mac. Yeah, I guess you got to try browsers. You got to try computers. I saw someone saying it ran a little choppy for them. And then when they hit N or V, there's like some key commands to remove layers of complexity and grain. So there might be something that you can do to make it a little more performative. For my computer on a PC, it was okay, but I also have a pretty good graphics card in this computer. So even if you're afraid to run it, you can tell what it does, um, I think more or less by looking at the thumbnails, which are pleasing by themselves. So that's Newer Wave by Bleaker.art. Trini, do you have a, do you want to take a shout out here? Yeah, you put in the notes here and I saw some go through the feed actually. FX Vase by Killed by a Pixel. You know, when you first see this, you might be like, didn't this already come out? No. What came out before was FX Pottery, which was a part of the contest or initiative by FX Hash to find new and interesting ways to leverage params. This one is where you're literally, while you're in the parametric space, throwing on a pottery wheel. FX Vase is a, a new version of this. It's very similar mechanics when it comes to the parameters. People have said that it's a little bit easier to use. I was terrible at pottery in real life. I continue to be terrible at virtual pottery, so I can't really tell. But, you know, we both have a really strong appreciation and love for Killed by a Pixel across any number of projects, whether it's Divided by Circle or Astronomic Comics or Bada Fariko, which is still <laughs> my go-to. I discovered this week that it is mobile-friendly. Oh, nice. Played it in a bathroom, which is fun. <laughs> and you can't... 
can't forget Antiflow either, the I Ryan Bell collab, which That's is true. so weird and good. Maybe one for the tendered initiative next week to throw in there. Speaking of I Ryan Bell, <laughs> is that your segue? No, I was going to say I, I haven't played with FX Vase yet. I, I similarly I had trouble getting around FX Pottery and trying to get it to do what I want, and then Kill by a Pixel did end up closing it and burning it because I think there were some issues with that eventually that were uncovered and it's been a long time coming for this eventual reissue so go check it out but yes now we can transition to i ryan bell who i think it was just at the end of last year weren't we saying where's i ryan bell (laughs) where's he been and then he released right on prohibition like that week or the week after yep and now he has hit us with an open edition on fx hash called can't stop won't stop uh went for eth on this one on chain 0.05 ETH, so maybe a little high, but people are minting. It's got 29 mints. It it closes next week on Valentine's Day, so there's a little under a week left for people to mint. Yeah, what do you think of this one? I think it's interesting. It's really just like a play on perspective for people who haven't necessarily seen it, where you're looking out at a, a plane of sorts and then kind of it goes through a tunnel of a certain shape and like in very classic Ryan Bell style it's subdivided squares it's rectangles it's triangles sometimes like there's these really weird like rotated non-shapes excellent color palettes so I think it's a really fun project I I wish that it had been on Tezos you know not to put Tezos in the sphere of the experimental chain but this feels much more like experimental work yeah, I agree. I, I wish this had, this had been on Tez. I would have like loved to collect one or two of these in like the 15 to 20 Tez range mm-hmm. for sure. There's a lot of variety here that you, you can really tell. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of variety, but it does that same, you know, it's like a tunnel. Like it does like this sci-fi tunnel thing for me. It feels very like, um, uh, what's the name of that movie? Famous, famous space one with how... Oh, uh, Space Odyssey. Yeah, it's got a it's got a very two thousand one Space Odyssey vibe, but even though I think the variety is like technically there, you know, it still anchors on that vanishing point, like right in the middle of the canvas, and so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it can come off as being a little not varied enough in, in that sense, at least to me, where yeah. it just kind of feels like, oh, well, even though these are different colors and the shapes are a little different, it's still kind of doing the same trick, and so yeah, it's the type of thing that I think would really be valuable as an open edition at a much lower price point where there would be potentially the volume for people to really mint and trade or purchase on the secondary to get one that they really, really, truly love where you want there to be volume because you want people to get that palette or that shape or that thing that speaks to them. I know that there's somebody out there who just wants number 10, which to me screams (laughs) um, resident evil umbrella. Oh yeah. Organization is. Yeah, or someone probably wants like, you know, a hyper RGB one or some of these like cool pink palettes. And so, yeah, I no, I totally agree. And I guess it just depends on like, what's your philosophy when you're doing a release like this? Is it, I really want to make sure that there's 500 of these or a thousand of these out there, or do I not care? I'm not going to negotiate on my price. So yeah, I think I would have loved to see several hundred of these come out at a lower price point. Yeah. But well, we'll get to this later in looking ahead, but there's another I Ryan Bell on the horizon for us to look forward to. Yeah. All right, moving off of FX Hash, I have a shout out from Highlight FX Hash alum, Erfan Hosseini, <laughs> uh, released a piece over there. This is 240 editions. It was 0.015 ETH. This is on ETH L1. So it's been a challenging price point since the project came out because gas has been hovering around that the 0.01 to 0.015 range. And so the few times I've gone to mint it, it's been as much in gas as mint. And that's just a deal breaker for me on principle. So I have not minted it yet, but I really want to mint one. I actually technically have enough ETH that I should be able to mint too, ex- except for the gas. And take a look at it if you haven't yet, Trinity, and tell me what you think. I really like the way this one moves. Yeah, it's super smooth. Uh, I've been looking at it a little bit over the course of the day. It's really different from the work that he's put out on FX Hosh, which is much flatter, like incredibly geometric. Here we're still getting the geometries but it's like liquid glass, the way that it moves and animates. It's super cool. And I think that if this had come out on FX hash or on Tez, generally speaking, I think it could have been really, really well received. What is the 0.015 in Tez terms? It's like 20 bucks, 20 Tez probably, maybe even a little less. 
Ditka. Based off of what happened with Dre and White Cross drop a couple of weeks ago, I think that this could have done well there, although it's animated. Or just like put it on base chain, put it on yeah. any of the L2s that highlight supports and like let us mint it at the price that you intend to get and not have to play this gas game. Like I just, I don't know why artists keep doing this, like looking at this price on ETH as the L1 with the way gas works. But just to focus on the piece again, like the yeah. thing that blew me away on this was it does this really great illusion of making it look like the grid is moving. But like the more I look at it, it's like, oh no, none of the squares, none of the rectangles move it's just that they're all changing color and there's like this light source that's kind of like oscillating mm. and rotating around mm-hmm. and it's just creating this awesome illusion of movement so at first it almost feels even like a uh kim ossendorf or an andreas Giesen piece you know which is like that really slick movement but then the longer you look it's like oh no this is just a really cool use of light yeah. in a project i love it i think it's so cool so i'm, I'm still trying to mint it i'm waiting for a low gas moment. It's open for another 58 days. So you have time. I have time. And you have time too. If you're listening, go check this one out. I think I just have one more shout out here. I just added it at the very end. I see. And that is last year or the year before Clown Vamp, who we had interviewed, started releasing a storytelling series of AI art called The Truth, which is really just the story. 19th century aliens take over the over the world and start injecting themselves into all of these classic art pieces and just take it over society and humans basically become enslaved to them and it's come to an end the story is over it's a really strong narrative series of you know, i think 60 some parts so to speak in each project or for each piece comes with a really long story that's attached to it so as you read through you can start to piece the things together and it came out in a non-linear fashion. So episode one came out, then episode 20 came out. And so while you're watching this unfold in time, you know, is really masterful storytelling that has an art-based component. And obviously, Clown Vamp has done a really great job of leveraging different drop mechanics and burn mechanics and just kind of using social manipulation, so to speak. You know, not in a negative way, but in a positive way. Pioneering. Yeah. To like... <laughs> drive people to take action in new and novel ways yeah great shout out really cool to look at and just the series itself i was looking at stats has put together almost a hundred thousand in tests in volume on the primary wow which is pretty cool it might be primary plus secondary but just from a volume perspective that's big that's crazy and to think we didn't touch on any of that in our interview because our, when we interviewed clown vamp i don't think he had even started maybe he had just started dabbling with the ai stuff but he hadn't released anything and uh we talked only about generative art that whole time <laughs> we talked about mediterranean and uh, i'm trying to think of some of the other projects that we talked about but yeah he's become such a huge player in the ai art scene both from a curator stance and also from a just his own practice and i love clown vamp and i love to see it so let's top projects they are both on verse and both with people that we've interviewed. What a coincidence. Our own, <laughs> our own horn, so to speak. Uh, but I think the first one we can talk about is Ridge Regressions, which came out earlier in this week by Pierre Casadebay. And this is a artist-curated series of 128 editions. And it is data-based mountain ranges, which is something that Pierre has played with in the past. Yeah, and this is a, the Tender Collab, of course. He had previously done the Despair series of eight artworks and the Conflated Conflent series of five artworks through Verse, but that was like 18 plus months ago. And those sold for a lot. And the floor on those is pretty high if you, if you can even find one for sale, which actually I'm looking right now and I don't see, but I, I think they went for around $1,600 when those came out. And so these went for a relative song. There's an English auction on Verse. People were bidding. 30 minute extension and they ended up all going for a hundred bucks each. I would have guessed these would have gone for a lot higher. A lot of people in tender got some and they've been trading them and stuff before the physicals go out. Because again, all of these are plotted pieces. Actually the image that you see on verse is not a token from code being generated by code. They're scans of the physical plots. They're already made and signed and ready to go. It feels like such a steal of a deal with the physical involved. 
as usual, I was away from my computer, but, you know, I checked in at the auction, you know, maybe 30 minutes after it, it had ended. And it was astonishing to see how low this went. I don't love every single piece that's in here, mm-hmm. but I think the ones that I really enjoy, which are the more complicated multiplane with thinner strokes, like those mountain ranges, I think it's just like so good. And when then you even just like look at the scan of the plot, you know, you can just see the detail. You can see like the little number down in the bottom right-hand corner. It's great. I think I'm with you. I prefer the more complex ones than the the thick boys, mm-hmm. of which there seems to be about a 50-50 split between them. My regret here was that I was watching the auction. And you know how these auctions go. It's always that extension period where the price just usually rockets up. And so I had put in two bids at $75 just to have some bids in, just in case. And then once it got into the extension, it was like, oh, you've been outbid. And I was like, okay, so these are probably going to go to like three, four, or 500. And I just didn't watch it from there because I assumed it would just be out of my price range. But I kind of regret not watching it more closely because I definitely would have come in at 100 or 100, you know, probably at 110 or something and grabbed at least one of these. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of weird to see. I don't know what to make of it. It feels like, again, just way too cheap considering there's the whole physical component here. And the way that Pierre makes these is so fascinating. But it is what it is. It's just the bear market, right? Sometimes you just get un- unlucky. It's just what it feels like. You know, I think that we saw something similar happen with uh, Heuristics of Emotion, which was the project by Jerez that we were really excited about this week. Not only is it something new and super cool, but it's also both Jerez and Verse venturing out to Solana for the first time. This was a really interesting drop, not just in terms of aesthetics, but also the mint mechanic, where it's one of 500. Everybody who mints one of a random artist curated piece, you'd get a mint pass. And I thought that this opened up a lot of interesting components, especially in relation to having a Dutch auction, and especially in related to there being the first 50 buyers get a print. Fascinating mechanic with a Dutch auction. Yeah, lots of moving parts to this yes. one. I mean, a lot of yeah, a lot of pieces to keep track of. So it was a rebate Dutch auction, but it was rewarding the first 50 people who minted. And this was a Dutch auction that started all the way up at like $1,600 and went down to 50. So there were people, or sorry, $1,500 and went down to 50. So there were people who got their credit cards out and I guess had a big enough limit on their credit card or just had a big enough balance on Verse that they went in at those high tiers locked in the free print and then watched it decline into eventually it hit 50. So they're going to get, you know, $1,400 back in, in a rebate, but they're locking in their free print. So I think that was like a little, I don't know if I would call it a fail. It's just like a little bit of a weird, with that many pieces, it's kind of hard to have that incentive buoy, I think the final resting price of the Dutch auction. Cause I feel like that's the intention, right? You want to get yeah. people bidding early and coming in and creating that like fear, but when you set the tiers so far apart and the f- bottom is so far down and there's so many pieces to get through in this market, like I kind of felt like it was destined to hit the bottom tier regardless. If you were smart enough to just put in one of those f- first 50 bids, really great on you. I-, I kind of felt like I should have done that to a certain extent. I had to step away from my, from my computer before I could get to within the range of my verse balance, unfortunately. And so I just kind of missed overall. But I think that it was probably a concession to this being on Solana for the first time. You know, taking a risk on a different chain, you know, obviously we've seen that the market on Ethereum versus Tezos is incredibly different in terms of what people will pay. And so I'm wondering if that isn't just a part of the decision with the pricing, even though from the end user perspective, you would never know that this was on Solana unless you were like looking for that. Well, they put this big blue banner at the top of the page that says this series is on the Solana blockchain. And they kind of had to because I think they got this out maybe a week too early. I mean, the price is still denominated in ETH on the page. <laughs> it's, it's ETH and dollars, but there isn't a Solana symbol to be found here. And you still can't connect your Solana wallet to Verse. I paid with Solana, but the way to do it was click Mint and then at the buy page that comes up, you can then momentarily connect your Solana wallet purely to pay. So you're not actually establishing a connection to the site like you do you can with a Tezos or ETH wallet. So yeah, I think 
that is a little bit funky. They didn't stick the landing on getting the whole Solana integration up and running, but through the beauty of and magic of Web2, it didn't matter. The piece is still technically on Solana, and I'm sure most people paid with dollars or ETH. Yeah. And I know that we still need to talk about the art, but I also just wanted to shout out that I think pretty much anybody or many people who minted could have minted this for functionally free because oh, by of the selling mint pass. the pass or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the mint passes have been going for around the current floor $75. And so, you know, based off of the rebate Dutch auction, you would be able to get your artist curated piece, which for some people, and we've talked about this in the past, there's something special about that. This is something that was curated by Jaros and Lonely Boy and then giving up the opportunity to have the collector curated piece. Yeah. Which is obviously going to be of extreme value to some people. The chance to free roll is interesting. My inbox is flooded with offer emails from Verse, like absolutely flooded. Did you actually end up minting one, I guess, though? Did you get there for 50? You missed. No, I, I was in there when it was 1,200 and then I had to go away. And that's just part of life in a timed ecosystem where you need to be there for a certain five minutes or you're just going to miss out. And you know what? I'm okay with that, honestly. I'm sure there'll be opportunities for you to browse the secondary. By the time all are set and minted, there'll be a thousand of these. I'm sure someone's going to pay for hands eventually. So yeah, I, I don't think you should be feeling too much pressure. I think the thing that would have been nice is the print. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily we we know a guy. That's true. But what do you think now browsing these? I mean, I know you said that this is your least favorite Jarrah's drop. I did but... not say that. Oh my <laughs> gosh, don't put words into my mouth. Well, what do you think of them now that we've seen them all? I think it's a really rad project. You know, I think that it really kind of runs the gamut in terms of psychedelia and verse like more of that muted undertones. And when you get into the theme of the project, and I read most of Jarrah's write-up on the project, your sticks of emotion it's all about what are the things that could kind of like symbolize an, emo- an emotion if you didn't really know what emotions were what is your best guess for what this could be and it really is talking about the machine trying to take on these very human aspects and components and this is a theme that we see through a lot of their work glossolalia for example mm-hmm. which was my tendered piece of the day and you know i think that when it comes to concept they strike the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I love this piece. I love that they went for a thousand. And I think the algorithm can do it. It's crazy. Just scrolling through, I keep seeing so much different and new expression in mm-hmm. the pieces that they curated. I'm constantly finding a surprise, like with a color that I hadn't seen before, or like a combination that just felt like just really jumps out. And also from a compositional standpoint, you know, some of them are very messy and you have to lean into just kind of like finding the texture and the detail and the color, but some of them really do form almost like elegant shapes. And you can start to do that a little bit of that, like skeuomorphic, my brain is assigning this a thing, you know, you can start looking for birds or people, or, you know, some of them feel like gears and stuff. Like they feel like actual machinery to me. So there's so much cool stuff to find in here and uh, playing with the generator too. I did end up minting two because I used basically the remainder of the Solana that I bought myself. This was the first verse project where I felt like the generate 20 was like not helping me because seeing them really small on a grid, Mm -hmm. it's really hard with sketchbook. A, I could sit there and click generate 20 10 times and look at 200 and I'd have no problem just like clicking the five that I want to look at more closely and favoriting them. And here I feel like that's not the case. I had a lot of trouble trying that. So I just felt I was like just generating one at a time, one at a time and looking and harding or not. And it's a totally different experience. It's Mm -hmm. great. So are you going to keep your mint passes or try to sell them? You know, when you mentioned that I could free roll, obviously the gamer in me is enticed by that. But I would say, so of the two that I got, so I got number 197 and number 255. I like your number 255. I was looking at your collection. So I prefer my 197 between the two i was like oh i could keep the 197 and then use a mint pass to find something that pairs with it and then sell one mint pass and sell 255 would be like the type of thing that i would look to do and then i would cover i'd probably have to do it the next day or two and i'd still have a diptych but i'm also kind of tempted just to like do two of my own 
and maybe sell both of these. But I'd have to kind of keep oh, rolling through and seeing what I find. You could free roll either way. Yeah, because right now I okay. think they're they're selling on offer around fifty. So you could break even on those and then keep them in passes. So I don't know. I got to think. I got to. I've been so busy this week between work stuff, the rare busy work week for me, and God, podcast sucks, stuff right? that I. It does suck, but you know what? I got a gold star this week. So what does that even mean? <laughs> I got <laughs> to me, gold star means something very different. Yeah, I got a I got a gold star for only kissing boys this week, and <laughs> everyone at work praised me for it. Uh, no, I'll I'll have to cut this out. But we had a big meeting that we've been preparing for for six months, where I was kind of like responsible for doing the entire talk track for the whole thing. Everyone gave me really nice congratulatory emails afterwards so that's so good see even though i was the most junior person on the call my boss's boss's boss was there <laughs> like on the call they decided that i was the one who had to do it so you got to do it i got to do it it was cool you crushed it two years of podcasting yeah no actually honestly it really helps doing yeah. things like that i'm so good at talking everyone else stutters so much compared to us now so <laughs> i feel like i've gotten so good at controlling that and the kissing boys was nice too. Mm-hmm. So win-win. Anything, <laughs> anything else to say about heuristics here? I feel like we've talked about it a lot. We've been looking forward to it for a long time. I love the experimentation. Oh, I know what one more thing to say. So I think it was either Verse or Jamie who tweeted an estimate right now that they think they got about 30 new people in on this. So I don't know if that's like overperforming, underperforming, or exactly performing expectations for like your first drop on Solana. Everyone on Solana is saying Solana is about art. We're a community that loves art. If it was only 30 people and it went to bottom tier and it took like 20 minutes to mint out at the bottom tier, do you feel like the Solana people who love art and desperately want to collect it showed up for this? Is that a leading question? (laughs) It's just so complicated, right? Yeah, because like if there are people who love art and they love art and they love community and artists community, then why are they on Solana? Like you can say that Ethereum and Tezos, they both have very strong art communities. So maybe it's people who onboarded into Solana initially before being onboarded anywhere else and they're coming over, in which case, great. And you know what? It's a great experiment because we're all just going to go into like a universal chain agnostic future anyway one thing that we did not talk about because we haven't done our research is like that pebbles dropped today yeah by 6529 that is something that to me even though i don't like the art and i don't think that it's great or special it's something that is going to be really impactful at bringing in new people to generative art because it's something that people who are into punks or into apes it's their first time collecting generative art that's a great way to get 30 new people collecting. You've widened the funnel. You just got a thousand new generative art collectors. That's one for us to definitely research more. Yeah, I, that drop came out today. I, I obviously know of Punk6529. Did not know that they were starting a generative art platform. Who did? I still don't know that if it's a if it's a platform or just a contract or if it's an Artbox Engines contract. I just don't know. There's no link to the platform anywhere on Twitter. Yeah, I was trying to find it too in prep for this. But then at a certain point, I was like, well, I don't think the art's really special. So I didn't want to talk about it too much. Maybe there's some utility associated with this. Like if they're starting some kind of generative art club, like this is the first one. So maybe that's why people are actually trading these things. And you're right. Maybe this will get a lot of new people into collecting generative art. But on the other hand, I wonder if it's going to get people feeling really burned, (laughs) like people who buy it in the 1ETH range and then a week later, see that it's down to 0.1 ETH. It's already at 0.7. Yeah. So I, for everyone who has a really good story around this drop, which I believe is probably going to be only the people who were allow listed into it and got it at mint price. I think it was a very like gate-kept drop too. At least that's what 6529 was applauding himself for in, in the tweet, <laughs> uh, celebrating it. So great for the people who were on the inside and got the value, I think less good for the people who are buying the hype and probably going to be holding the bags later. I guess we should technically reserve some judgment until we know more about what the heck this is. No one was talking about it in Tender or FX Hash Discord at all. No one seemed to have any care for whatever this project was. So I don't know. I'm curious for the for the postmortem on the verse side and to see if they do more of this. 
because there were some big Solana people tweeting about it. Doom Operator and Quincy, both who are involved in Code Canvas, were actually like retweeting it and celebrating that this was coming, that verse was coming to Solana. And there were a lot of people tweeting under it like, Solana is inevitable. Yeah, everyone's going to come to us. There's a lot of celebration around this announcement that I saw. And so I was kind of expecting perhaps more new users to come in. But perhaps it will just take more consecutive Solana drops to do mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I think they're going to want to try to do more Solana drops, maybe not as a part of Verse Solos, but, you know, obviously they want to recoup the cost of integrating Solana. And I don't know if 500 pieces at $50 each is going to recoup all of that cost, especially with most of it going to Jarrah's on the primary. So, you know, I think that just from an ROI perspective, they'll keep on doing it. And if they're getting 30 new people every single time they drop, then that's great for acquisition as long as there are artists who are willing to take that quote unquote risk to give it a shot. And I mean, look, if this was on ETH through Verse, they probably would have done the exact same tiers, right? I don't think that they would have put the bottom tier at 150. I can see it, the top tier going a little bit higher. Maybe a little bit higher. But, but not, not somewhere, like, not $100 high, but somewhere between 50 and 100 So if it's like financially not a huge difference for the platform or for the artists, I guess if you're just getting some net new users, then it's kind of a win, right? And you can build momentum. And like Code Canvas isn't releasing anything. They've been quiet for months and months and months. They ghosted us <laughs> on the interview we were trying to do. So, <laughs> I mean... It doesn't seem like the generative art scene, at least over there, is thriving. So Verse can easily step in here. Well, that was a cool little topic at the end. I liked that. Yeah, great. We got our shout outs in. So all we have left is is looking ahead. Some really fun stuff to look ahead to. I want to draw your attention to this tweet from Nat Sarkissian. It's flowers. It's rare that I say that these are these are nice flowers, but these are actually pretty nice flowers. What do you think, Trinity? They are very nice flowers. They're very colorful, and I'm very surprised that, that you like them. Something about them really pops. I don't know if it's like the style of the outlining or the way that they're colored, but something about these really, really pop to me in a way that feels kind of fresh and new and different from a lot of the other generative foliage stuff that we've seen. And so it just kind of stood out to me. Well, also because we haven't seen a drop from Nat in a while. So that's newsworthy. But it also just, I don't know, it just popped. That's it. And it looks plottable, which I think is the coolest thing. I could see something here with an FX hash redeemable. That'd be nice. We have another looking ahead piece here that is going to be an FX hash redeemable. Metakinetic is coming up on Feb 20. It's in the release calendar now from Julian Espignon. Ooh, cool. Yeah, they've been showing this one on social media for a while. A lot of test plots that they've been making at various sizes. And you're actually going to be able to order a plotter drawing in size A4, A3, A2, or A1. So you can go quite big on this or small, whichever you prefer. And just a very fun, poppy, generative piece. It's got like kind of a tiny bit of a ringers thing going with a much, much, much different style and color, obviously. So this looks really cool, don't you think? I think it looks really cool. And I know that Julian uh, has a pretty big following on ETH. I remember when Fairy Cells came out, it was such a big deal. And when I finally was able to snag a Fairy Cells, I was so happy about it because it's Mm -hmm. another fun, poppy piece. And this kind of takes it to the maximum. Looking forward to see what I think pricing looks like and you know, cost to redeem as well. All that is TBD for now. We also have the previously mentioned Iron Bell piece coming up on the same day, also February 20th, The Infinite Equations of Us. And this looks kind of like a mashup between a fragment of a wave type rock with kind of like an organized chaos, almost sort of grid thing in the background. We don't know what the pricing on this is. I think he's hinted that it will be on Tezos on his socials, but hasn't put it in the queue yet. So we don't know what the deal is. It feels connected to frags. Maybe there'll be frag reserves or airdrops or something. You know, we can all wildly speculate until we know. But Ryan is back. (laughs) Ryan is back. Ryan took some time off to do some stuff and then is now back with three drops. Pretty cool. And then also we have Tectonica by Protocell Labs, which is the project that you've been looking forward to for quite a long time. I think we saw on Twitter or Discord that this is confirmed coming to Tez, which is super exciting. And that the project is hopefully going to be wrapped up over the weekend and then posted sometime in the next week or so. Yeah, they were holding out on this one for a long time for ETH. Even though ETH is implemented on FX Hash, I guess the params 
side of it is still not implemented and they really want this to be a params project. Now for me personally, I'm not super excited to play the params on this. So if they no. had just put it on ETH as a fully random project, I would have been looking at it. And as long as the pricing was or gas situation was okay, I would have been pretty happy. I'm very happy for it to come to Tez and not have to even think about gas. And I'll just click random until I find one that I like. Unless the params are super simple, I don't intend to play with them too much. But I just think this project looks cool. It's been like almost a year, I feel like, that we've been seeing whips on this. So That's insane. My body is ready. <laughs> First you're kissing boys, now your body is ready for anything. (laughs) I'm just acquiring so many gold stars right now. (laughs) And obviously we already mentioned Barbarians is up. Go check out the Verse site and just kind of see how those big physical pieces look in that space and get excited for that and get excited for the interview. And last but not least, then Trinity, if you're ready to end the episode, should I do the patrons? Let's go for it. All right. Thank you to our $25 and above patrons, starting with Melissa Wiederecht, Nata Modi, Verse, FX Hash, Charlie Middleton, Dan Cat, Dirtis, EGS5000, Jerez, Michael Anthony, Mike G, Operating System, Otoro, Abstractment, Ralgo, Roxanne, Sean Yost, and Tender. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. This is not to discount the people who donate at lower levels. You are all amazing too, but you got to go to the $25 level to get a personalized shout out at the end of the episode. And that does it, Trinity. I'll see you Tuesday for Gossip. Gossip. Yeah. I was like, what's Tuesday? Oh, no. And we might have another little art dinner later in the month, too, if that's not on your calendar yet. Should try to get it on there. Well, that's it for this one, everyone. Episode 103. Thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed. We'll be back again soon with another one. Bye bye. Bye.